Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Senate by Kajira, an AMA with the applicants. This is the first AMA hosted by Cosmos Club. Let's take a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmos Club. I can see people are tuning in and requesting to speak. So uh, let's get this show on the road. I can see PFC. I just approve your request to speak. And I'm sure there will be more soon enough. Hello. Hey, PFZ. And welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just uh, give uh, everybody else a few minutes, but uh, exciting times. The Kujira Senate is upon us, coming to life. So, if I'm not mistaken, we should be expecting. Daniel also, and then gas mask, and then half a pack. So let's just give these guys a few minutes, and then uh, we'll get right into it. And just for everybody to uh, to know while we wait, basically the way uh, we intend to do this is that um, we will ask the, a few questions, uh, predefined questions, which I believe uh, the interviewees have received already in advance. And uh, what I do is uh, I'll ask, I'll circulate who I ask first, basically. So the first question, for example, go to PFC and then the second for Daniel, et cetera, et cetera. Just so everybody has a fair sort of <laughs> even spread uh, that it's not the same person that's been asked the same, the first question every time. Cool. I have to leave in half an hour though. So um, I will promise to make quick an- quick answers to your questions. Yeah. Sounds good. And after the uh, the formal questions, let's say from uh, the Kujira team, we uh, we tend to open up the floor, and then uh, it'll be more loose, you can say. But uh, the first half hour, we should be able to cover um, the uh, the Kujira questions. All right. So I can see a lot of people have tuned in. Is there anyone that I need to invite to speak? It's always difficult to decipher who is who here. I'm just looking at the list. And comparing it to who is on the space now. But for anyone who is uh, being interviewed, just uh, request to speak and I'll approve it. Great. I see a gas mask now. Super. Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling through the list, guys, to see if I can find Daniel and have a pack here. If not, we will just uh, get right into it. I do not. All right, but then uh, let's just dive right in. And uh, PFC, you uh, you have the next half an hour, <laughs> not for the first question, but you will be here for the next half an hour. So um, yeah, just uh, let's kick it off. Welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club. We have the honor of uh, hosting these Senate interviews for the Kujira Senate to uh, manage the uh, Kujira Treasury. 
we got the as i mentioned just before we got the, some uh, kujira questions uh, from the kujira team and then we will open up the floor after that and i'll circulate who i asked first for these questions so pfc i'll uh, pass over the mic to you uh, for the first question because you were the first to show up and the first question is basically tell us why you think you deserve to be on the kujira senate Sure. Okay. So before I before I go into why I deserve to, I mean, what I'm what I should probably think is why I think what qualities you need as a senator, and then that will help frame the, the the next part. So for me, the qualities are you know it's a serious position, you know you're allocating other people's money, and to do stuff you need to have some concept of you know what will work, what isn't work. Is, isn't working and so on. So to answer why I should be there is I've basically been advising other companies for a while. I've been working as a validator for a while. I've got tons of experience with Cosmos and I was around when Kujira was initially proposed on Terra and, you know, working with the Anchor Protocol and all that stuff. So I know the team quite well and um, been basically working on a lot of different areas and working with different funding requests and proposals. So I've, I've done the role in similar veins before and all that. So if you need somebody with experience, I think I'm a good candidate. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for that. And uh, I'll pass on the same question for um, for gas and mask or gas mask. If you can unmute yourself. Excellent. Thank you. Um, good morning or evening or afternoon, wherever you're turning in in the world. Um, I want to just start off by thanking Cosmo Club for hosting this. Um, I want to thank the other candidates, too, for throwing themselves out there. This can be a little bit of an intimidating process, throwing ourselves at the mercy of the community. But uh, we do have a good community, so that's part of why I decided to step up and see if I might be of service. And then lastly, I want to thank everybody that attended for um, committing their time and ensuring that we put in our due diligence to select the best committee members or Senate members that we can. So um, why do I deserve to be on the Senate? Um, I'm going to go ahead and let the community make their best decision on who they feel to um, who they deserve, who they feel deserves a spot on the Senate. Um, what I can tell you is that I'm experienced in this kind of work and I'm uniquely qualified in um, dealing with work that involves governing um, bodies, financial oversight. I've dedicated almost two decades of my life to running and overseeing various aspects of grant making programs for numerous uh, large foundations and organizations. Um, so I know how effective and efficient uh, grant making organizations operate. Um, I've facilitated and participated on countless boards and committees um, that have overseen the operations and uh, disbursements of millions of dollars in grant funds to uh, the communities that I am a part of. And that includes reviewing and assessing thousands of grant applications. Um, I've handled all administrative functions, accounting functions, management functions, committee functions, board functions. So I'm experienced with the various roles and responsibilities that effective board members, committee members um, should be doing. I understand how well-managed foundations create and implement um, various financial policies and procedures that are designed to carry out proper fiduciary responsibilities by developing policies and procedures that allow transparent oversight, and that helps instill the community's trust in this governing body. Um, you know, this is an incredible opportunity to build a powerful resource for our community, 
one that's really focused on intersecting the various values and the needs of our community that uh, has been built. And I believe that I have the experience and the know-how to assist in establishing a strong foundation um, through just my various um, knowledge of best practices and policies, again, all designed to build transparency and trust. I believe in the ethos of this team. Um, I'm inspired by the passion and camaraderie of the community. And, um, you know, to be honest, I wasn't even going to initially serve, but I just felt that my expertise may be some value to this community that I've just absolutely um, have affinity for. So I decided to, um, you know, throw my hat out in the ring, lend my experience if the community so desires it. And I guess I just wrap up by saying that I, um, you know, based on my career, I, I think I've shown that I have a passion to serve and I have the ability to help the Senate succeed. Fantastic, man. And uh, while you gave that answer, I can see Daniel has been joining us and uh, I approved your request to speak. So if you can unmute yourself, Daniel, same question for you. Daniel, are you able to speak? You're still on mute. And also, uh, I just got word that uh, Half a Pack will be joining later. So uh, for anyone who wants to have direct questions for him, you can save that for later also. But Daniel, I don't know, do you have any mic issues on your end, perhaps? Um, otherwise, we will uh, move on to the second question, and then you'll get asked uh, two questions uh, <laughs> uh, right uh, after each other. So the second question, guys, is uh, what do you think constitutes Kujira's core beliefs? And this time, I'll uh, ask you first, Gas Mask. Excellent. And thank you for that question. Um, hey, sorry about that. Hope, hope I'm not interrupting anybody. Um, my uh, thing is on mute, so I can't, I don't, I don't know why, but I can't hear anyone else speaking. It's only shorted out. Oh, okay. So I'm going to give a really quick answer. <laughs> um, hopefully I'm not cutting anyone off. Um, I just wanted to say um, that I really, um, you know, I think the Senate's a really important new potent, you know, possibility for representative body that we can do with Kujira. Um, and, you know, it's, I think part of the reason why I'd like to be on the Senate and why I think I could help out is part of my role at Kujira is, you know, I'm helping out with, with research. Um, I'm interested in doing research, user research, you know, collecting feedback from a wide variety of people, pulling it together. And I think that synergizes well, sort of, you know, with what the senators are really supposed to be doing. We want to be making financial decisions about grants for protocols, um, you know, and when being closely aware um, as a liaison sort of, you know, between the team, between the community, um, and just knowing what, paying attention to what people want, making sure their people's voices are heard, implementing those with um, consistency, um, those are things, you know, that I'm all interested in. It's sort of why I joined Kajira in the first place. I care about the community and just having a larger voice in the community is something, you know, having influence in this way that I can help bring about certain changes like that is something I'm interested in. You know, whether or not I become a senator, that's not the goal. I just want to make sure that there are people involved, heavily invested in the process, that want to do the best and do what is right for the community. And whether that's me or anyone else on this call, I'm more than happy for whoever the community decides to pick. Cool. 
it's going to be challenging to uh, be able to uh, have everyone uh, say whatever they want to say uh, if you're not able to hear <laughs> Daniel. But we will we will sort it out. We'll we'll give it a shot. So uh, I guess passing on the mic back to you, uh, Gas Mask, for the second question. Do you want me to repeat it or? No. So the second question is, um, what do you think constitutes Kujira's core beliefs? And exactly. um, of course, I re-familiarized re myself with the principles when um, the team released that uh, that tweet concerning uh, another Dex, and we won't go into that. And so I'm familiar with the principles, um, but I think you know when I was thinking about my own list of what are Kujira's core beliefs, um, you know, some of them might intersect with the principles, but again, I believe that they believe in open honesty and transparency. Um, I believe that they are accessible and that they um, want to be collaborative as well. We all know that they are laser focused on building long-term sustainable value um, for our community. Their passion is evidence. Um, I know they're passionate about Kujira, the community, they're loyal to the community that supports it. And I believe, a thousand percent that they are serving at the sole interest of this community that that they've helped to build. Um, I believe that they um, are focused strictly on operating with morals, ethics, um, integrity, and I know that they believe strongly in community. I mean, uh, look at the creation of this governing body. I think that says a lot about the team and the fact that they chose to go this route. Um, that they're gifting and entrusting the community with this type of opportunity and involvement and decision-making, I think speaks volumes to uh, the team. And, um, you know, without going further to give other people, I think that embodies um, Kujira's core beliefs. Nice. And same question for you, PFC. Uh, cool. So I have a slightly different uh, take on it, but uh, I believe their core beliefs, um, they go fast, they innovate, and they deliver value. And they do listen to the community, but um, those are the the key things that I think they believe in. That you've, And I've seen that in all the different products that they've launched throughout the time. Uh, you know, they're not perfect. They've got their challenges, but... Um, they are there and that's their, their fundamental ethos is to deliver some value to everybody and uh, get things out. And I think, you know, with their stable coin, I think it should be an interesting uh, journey ahead. Thanks. Okay. I can't hear anybody now, so I'm going to leave and rejoin. Can people hear me? Yeah, no. No, you're on mute, uh, PFC. Okay. So, yeah, no, uh, I I think I you heard me when I said my core what my core beliefs were my uh, phone was dropping out in in and out then yeah cool sorry about that no worries was there something that you wanted to add in the end no. it was um, you were breaking up a bit okay fair enough yeah I wanted to pass on the mic then to Daniel if his connection is uh, is stable now uh, you're on mute right now Daniel hey uh, what was the second question sorry I I I wasn't able yeah. to hear anything for us. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But your connection is uh, seems better now, Daniel. So, but the second question was, uh, what do you think constitutes uh, Kujira's core beliefs? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Um, so, I think you know, um, for a lot of the people here, I think one of the the key differences with Kujira compared to other protocols right now um, is. You know, we, we want, we, we've talked about wanting to onboard the next 1 billion users um, because we want to do something real. We don't want to just, um, you know, as a community, I, I sort of 
along with some of the others, you know, help devise some principles that I think sort of speak out to what we want to represent as a community. But, you know, that's ultimately up to everyone to decide. But I think, you know, some of the basic ideas that made me really interested in this community in the first place are, you know, we want to collaborate with other people. Crypto is not a zero sum game. You know, we, we want to work together. We want to be sustainable. We want to be long term focused. Looking far in the future, you know, this is something that you can see in sort of everything we do. You know, we give back to the stakers with everything. You know, we don't take some large cut for ourselves. You know, we we have fees that are sustainable that that measure with um, with use. There's there's a sense against entitlement, but also you know a sense against responsibility, careful due diligence. We want people to know what they're doing. And make sure that they're able to take care of themselves, you know, and not fall prey to things that can happen from ignorance. And I think that work, you know, working together and just being positive and just collaborating in a fun way and keeping things free spirited, you know, and serious, but also just with a lot of levity. I think those are some of the most important core values we have. Awesome. I'll move straight to the third question, uh, Daniel, with you. Uh, so you have the chance to answer, to be the first to answer that. Um, are you guys able to hear me? Because I, I don't see the... the I can hear you. Yeah, perfect. All right. The third question is, what criteria will hold protocols uh, to when applying for funding? Yeah. So what, what, what criteria basically will you have uh, on the protocols that apply for, for grants, for example, funding from the treasury? Right. I think that's a great question. Um, so I have sort of a two part answer to this. And the first part is that, to be honest, I think this is sort of a case by case basis thing, really, because, you know, different protocols are going to fulfill very different roles. Um, and, you know, sometimes you want to be interested in seeing how they fit with other applications on the network already. But then there's a whole different sort of way of thinking about it. Um, how would this process would evolve over time? You know, when you have a few applications, you don't want too much, you know, you don't want redundancy or too much competition between the already existing applications. You want to give everything, you know, room to grow and breathe. But, you know, but later on, maybe you might want more competition and innovation. And then you might want, you know, like a second, third money market, a second, third DEX, etc. So I think a couple concrete sort of criteria would be something like, are they going to be doing revenue share? What is their timeline to, like, how detailed are they? How do they comport themselves when talking to the community? Are they polite? Are they open to engaging and answering questions? Are they respectful? You know, do they sort of have our core community values? I think that's a big part of it. But then also just how detailed is their proposal? Have they thought through this? Do they look like they know what they're doing? I, I think that that combination is sort of what I'd be looking for with my own criteria. Perfect. Same question for you, PFC. Sure. Okay. So first of all, there's different types of funding. Um, there, the first part, which I think is often forgotten about, is the infrastructure and the public goods. So that um, you know the, the wheels keep turning and those kind of things. So those are things that also need to be looked at as well. Uh, just to add uh, to the Daniel's answer, but uh, typically the way I see it, and it's coming through in a lot of other experiences that we have on our chain is I don't see that the community fund is a VC. So the key difference is, you know, we have to be able to draw a line about what we fund and what should be going to a venture capitalist or to a investment firm to fund. So those are some of the things that I would be looking at 
when I'm looking at a funding thing. The secondly, I'd also be looking at how they, um, what they're going to, how they're going to control the funds internally. So, have they got the right processes? Are they using a multi-sig? Do they have external parties? Things like that, which sound mundane, but those are the ways you get ripped off. Um, so, it's basically doing that kind of stuff, and also the most important is how is this? How is whatever their their request? going to add value to the Kujira uh, token holders, not to the dev team, not to this, not to that, but to us. At the end of the day, I have a bag. My, I want my bag to be valuable. And this fund is taking money out of my bag in order to give me more money. So that's how I'm evaluating it. So if this was my money, would I be giving it to them? So those are probably the criteria or the way I'd be looking at uh, funding. Makes sense. And uh, yeah, really good reasons, I think, uh, right there. So Gasmask, you're the last person to answer the third question. Excellent. And those were both great answers by uh, those uh, Senate candidates. And um, for me, uh, you know, with my experience um, reviewing grant applications, um, there's two parts. But most importantly, I'm trying to analyze whether this grant request or this organization is going to be efficient and effective with the grant funding. Are they going to be efficient in the utilization of grant funds? And are they going to be effective as far as carrying out the positive desired impact on our community? So basically, I'm going to begin by going through a screening process. I'm going to find out as much as possible as I can about the protocol from both a management and an organization perspective. I'm going to try to do some due diligence on the protocol's leadership. Um, what is their history? Do they have a um, history of past accomplishments that I can um, base give give a baseline off of does the protocol have a clear vision a strong mission um values that align with our community's values is the protocol financially sound and capable of implementing and sustaining um whatever this grant proposal is um once i've kind of gone through that screening process to tell me what i what i need to know about the organization as a whole or the protocol as a whole then i'm going to try to analyze the value proposition to the community what makes this protocol or grant unique and what will be the impact to our community then you start going into an in-depth review by assessing the feasibility and the structure of the grant you look at the scope cost and time frame of the grant with consideration again to efficiency and effectiveness while ensuring that it all aligns with our community's vision mission and best interests and then i think it's also important that the senate determines what its mission is laser focused mission so we can determine if it's aligns with what the senate is tasked to do um, and then lastly, I would also look at the budget that we have. You know, I know we don't have a, a spending policy or an investment policy statement, but also depending on the size of our budget, that might limit some of the grants that we're able to support depending on the size of those grants. So I would basically go through a two-prong approach by starting a screening process to find out as much as I can about the protocol, again, the management and the organization. And then I would go through the actual grant itself to determine the value proposition and what makes this grant unique and what will be the impact on our community. And you can do that through a, vi a variety of different metrics. Um, there are things that we can do depending on the policies and procedures that we put in place that we're able to show the community why we came to the decision based on whatever metrics we decide to implement that are going to um, help us in assessing the grants or the protocols. And so that's something that I'm, I'm hoping that I'm able to help the committee do is to develop some of these um, best practices, policies, and procedures that, again, make everything fair, transparent, and even if you necessarily don't agree with the outcome of the decision as a community member, you're going to understand exactly why that grant was funded. 
Awesome, man. Great criteria from all of you guys. Uh, thank you for that. So I'll speed on towards the fourth question because I know PFC, you have uh, about 10 minutes, maybe eight minutes uh, from now. So the fourth question is, what can you do to support protocols as they move through the stages from building to product to perhaps even market fit? And I'll start with you, PFC. Well, thanks. Yeah, I've got like five minutes, so apologies uh, for, for jumping in. But um, yeah, so having been through the grant process several times, having actually worked as an advisor on various dApps, I mean, I was the uh, CTO of Anchor for a while, and I know what it means to actually get a grant money, what it means to actually be running a protocol and all that kind of stuff. And I'm also an advisor on several other things as well. So I plan to be lending that to you know advice in as much as the uh, community or the actual funds grantees want. So it, it helps basically knowing who the right people are in the different areas and connecting people. So it's more, the way I'd be helping is I've been there, I've done that, I've got the scars to prove it. And uh, I've also got a Rolodex of people who I can connect the different people into to potentially help them along uh, their journey to make them successful. Awesome, man. Makes a ton of sense. Daniel, you're up. Sure. Um, so I guess in my case, um, I think one thing I can help bring is, you know, since I'm sort of head of research or just involved with sort of the research operation at Gujira, I think one thing that I can really help with is uh, I've sort of done this a little bit informally already, not, um, you know, with reaching out to Fabrizio a little bit for Calc, but um, part of what I want to do is I'm just interested, you know, in making sure the protocol get extra outside help with things like, you know, whether it's um, transcribing Twitter spaces or um, working on, you know, uh, helping them get extra feedback, you know, as that part of what I want to do is, you know, lurk in chats or just have some people that give me an idea of what's going on, what people are thinking and what they're looking for. Um, so it sort of helps me stay aware of, you know, how they can better, you know, satisfy the needs and desires of the community. And I, th I think that I can just sort of be a voice that, you know, partly part of Kujidao, partly just on the team, and then just also just someone that joined this community originally, just a passionate community member. So I think through all three of those different lens, I can provide um, different, multiple helpful perspectives to just sort of do whatever I can to um, help both new protocols, you know, that are trying or in new infrastructure projects, anything really to succeed and just work and collaborate with everyone as best I can. Yeah. Makes sense, man. And uh, Gas Mask, you're next. Um, so I think the, uh, the approach, you know, for different forms of support depend a lot on the size and the scope of the request. I mean, um, some requests can ultimately end up being more transactional, which is the case, usually the case with smaller grants and some might be larger multi-pronged. Um, I've worked on multi-year projects, multi-million dollar, whether they were capital campaigns, um, building new buildings, um, grants that were more than just providing funding, but were actual partnerships with the organization. And so, Honestly, I think one of the best things that you can do is just select grants from the beginning with well-managed teams and properly designed grant requests. Requests that clearly define goals, milestones, um, budget forecasts. Um, 
because it's important to support protocols that we believe have the resources and have communicated the activities needed to achieve the desired outcome, impact, or result. Um, if you choose protocols and grants that meet those metrics, and the, the rest is really just about communication and, and, and trying to build a partnership, you can find um, creative ways in using whatever tools, resources, and partners that we have that can help the project um, get back on track if they're falling behind on milestones or things of um, that nature, specific goals, and ultimately just find, again, whatever tools and resources we can that will help them reduce whatever barriers that we have identified that is prohibiting the successful progression of that project. So again, I think it's just a lot about communication and, 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 and partnering and um, coming together as a team, understanding that the implementation of this grant is going to be a win-win for whatever protocol it is that we're supporting and the Kuji community. Perfect. I don't know, PFC, if you have one minute to spare. Just, but I was just going to say bye and thank you for hosting me. But um, yeah. yeah, are you? Uh, do you have one minute or do you need to leave? Yeah, yeah, one minute, and uh, I literally yeah. I have to run. Great. I'll uh, I'll catch you on the fifth question then uh, for, as the first one here. So the, <laughs> the fifth question is, how will you ensure the community's voice is heard and amplified through you? Um, basically, I'm a squeaky wheel. Uh, I basically <laughs> have influences, people respect me, and I'm not afraid to talk to hands or dove or anything like that in in those things. But the important thing isn't that we all agree. The important thing is that we communicate and we go through these things respectfully. Um, you know, the dev team has a role to play, as does the senators, and they're different roles. And I see that the Senate is there more for it to make to ensure the operational stability of, of those things and not just to go fast and to break things. We need to put in certain place controls and stuff like that to ensure that the chain is going to be around and solid and all those things. So, yeah. Uh, and the key thing is if we don't get the answers we, we, we like, the Senate is in control and can stop things. So that's one of the powers, you know, we can actually shut things down if we need to. And that's one of the roles. But uh, I really have to run now. So thank you, everyone, for uh, listening. And uh, I think you've got some hard choices to make uh, for senators. <laughs> Definitely, man. Thanks, PFC. And uh, cheers. Yeah, all the best. All right. Bye. -bye. Ciao. Cas Mascal, pass on the, the fifth and last question from Team Codero to you then. Excellent. Thank you. And so, um, I mean, this is a great question and this is the whole design of the Senate is, you know, to, to give representatives that are going to um, truly represent the community and the community's best interest and to put in the time and the work to do the due diligence to make sure that we're being um, fiduciaries of um, the community's assets. And so, you know, I think it's a simple answer of just communication and engagement, um, you know, opening discussion with the community, making yourself available to hear as many people's points of views. And you can do a, a bunch of, um, you know, creative things that, you know, I've, I've done in the past when really working on um, some large grants, some grants that are going to affect a large swath of the community that I live in. And so, you know, you can do different surveys, you can do different polls, you can conduct, conduct focus groups, um, you can have Twitter spaces with different members of the community. When I've been working on some large multi-million dollar, three to five year capital campaigns, um, you know, we will form different subcommittees and task force that are made up of experts of our uh, 
community, you know, uh, and in this case, different members of the Kujira community that want to get more involved with the decision making and influencing process, you know, and and, and I always like doing those kind of things, subcommittees, task force, um, you know, having focus groups, because it offers our community a more formal opportunity and outlet for them to be heard and get directly um, involved in the decision-making process. So again, it's a simple answer. It's, it's, it's sometimes the most simplest answers are, can be the um, most difficult to implement, but it's, it's really just community and engagement or communication and engagement. I apologize. Nice. That's uh, straightforward and easy to understand. That's for sure. So uh, Daniel, obviously you're next. And by the way, guys, I will open up the floor in a minute. I can see Morn, for example, is uh, requesting to speak, which I'll start accepting. But uh, let's have Daniel answer the fifth question here. Right. Um, so I guess um, there's a couple ways I can help answer this. I think, you know, Asmath gave a, a, a great um, response, um, a lot more detailed than I could have given myself. Um, I think that in, in general, um, you know, part of what I'm working on, what I'm trying to do is build in more structure for feedback in general, for just making people's voices heard, um, creating a better means of communication, you know, whether that's via, you know, a Discord governance forum, you know, specifically for the Senate, whether that's, um, you know, a, a Kajira forum just for the Senate or something on Twitter specifically, or just some other way of gathering feedback, whether or not I'm the person doing it, you know, who, no matter who is voted in the Senate, I think it's really important that we have, you know, clear communication and just, just that we listen to what the community wants and are able to get feedback and know that, you know, make sure that their voices are heard. At the same time, um, I think a couple, I can do a couple of things to help amplify voices. For example, so, you know, I, I sort of help run um, our Instagram. Um, and also, you know, I sometimes put up articles for the medium as well and the Reddit, um, you know, and it's not too hard for me to just, I mean, really anyone can do this. It's not, you know, like on the Reddit, for example, but, um, you know, can just, you know, if I see something compelling, I can always just give it an extra voice um, or just put things out there for protocols. And I will do that regardless, whether or not I'm on the Senate. So, but this is just something that I think synergizes well with what I want to do and it can help put me in a position where I can make voices amplified. And that's pretty much it. Awesome, man. So I don't see anyone requesting to speak uh, right now, which means that I will be the one asking the first question on the open floor here. That's the benefit of being the host, I guess. But uh, yeah, um, Raise your hand, guys, and request to speak. If you have any questions, I will uh, make sure to take a note of it. So the question that uh, has not been in the script, if you will, if from the Kujira team, is um, something that is pretty dear to our hearts. Um, we in the Cosmos Club, we really love Kujira and what they stand for. We think Kujira is, is extremely special, which is also why we hated all the shade being thrown from the Cosmos ecosystem to Kujira uh, in recent weeks. So the question, uh, Daniel and Gasmask, is uh, what makes uh, Kojira special to you and how do you intend to keep that specialness or keep improving that um, in the foreseeable future? And uh, anyone, uh, any one of you are able to answer this, whoever comes first, I guess. Daniel, would you like to go or would you like me to? 
Um, I'm fine either way, whatever you prefer. Well, I mean, um, th that's a great question. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that make this, this community, um, special. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, what actually drove me to, um, Kujira, you know, um, I, I came out when they went over, when they came over to Cosmos and, you know, I did my due diligence. I, I don't like investing in a lot of uh, different investments, things that I don't know about. And so I just started doing my, my analysis on the business proposition of Kujira. And I, I thought that they have set things up, um, from a, a sound business perspective, they seem to have a vision um, that aligns very closely with mine. And I think that they're extremely dedicated to the mission. And so, you know, I, th I think what makes them unique is that they're operating like a business that I would invest in that, that, that I know that people with money would invest in. And so, you know, um, I, I started getting involved with that. And I mean, I just absolutely have, have a huge affinity for this community. They're extremely passionate about, um, about the team they're they're passionate about the success of this protocol um they're extremely supportive of of um our leadership that actually works on um improving the protocol i mean you could see what kind of happened with um a not to be named um you know decks out there just that the, the community had a call to arms and so um that's what i want to continue to do is i want to continue to build this community i want this community to feel that their voices heard that they trust the Senate, that it is open and transparent and that they believe that the Senate is working in their best interests and they're working as hard as possible, just like I know Dove and Code are doing, you know, producing daily. And I want our community to have, um, oh, what's the word? I want them to be, I want them to have pride in, in the Senate and that they know that there's representatives that are working hard and doing everything they can to make sure that they're supporting protocols that believe in the vision, the mission of, of Kujira and um, have that same ethos of community. Let's give everything back to the, the stakeholders, which essentially is the community in this point. And, um, you know, I just hope that, that the Senate is able to, to carry on the, um, the example and the lead that uh, Dove and the, and the team have really set for um, what I think is a standard bearing for um, crypto. I mean, if you ask me and, and, and the people that I've been talking to, I, I've been telling them that I, I believe that Kujira is, 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 is helping to change the narrative of the crypto landscape with the sense of community, with the real return, with the, the innovation, with the, 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 the order book and, and, and the market making on the side. And, and, you know, and then, and then they build this Senate, which I think is very innovative and is on the leading edge of what representation could look like for a protocol. And I want to just ensure that I help them be innovative and on the cutting, cutting edge of providing real value with morals and ethics to the community. Awesome, man. Daniel, I'll let you answer the same thing. And I can see requests coming in. So that's great, guys. All right. So I want to start off by first putting in a plug for both Gas Mask and PFC. I think they're exemplary candidates. Really impressed with everything they've said. Um, okay. So to answer, move on to answering the question. Well, so I think that. Um, for me, um, part of, so to quote Fred, you know, to quote Nietzsche, when you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes back into you. Um, I think it's really important that we don't lose ourselves in anything that happens in this space. You know, crypto can be really brutal. There can be a lot of, um, you know, people of different viewpoints that, that, that do different things that not everyone necessarily agrees with. And ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, we need to decide to be 
the better people doing what we can, focusing on our own vision, moving forward, maintaining that energy, being passionate and dedicated towards our goals. And I think, you know, we need to remember why we came together here as a community, what we want. You know, we want to change this space. The whole point of Grown Up DeFi is, you know, we, we don't want an unsustainable mess. We want to think long term. We want to plan ahead. We want to create new, innovative, you know, revolutionary um, applications, products, you know, we, and while also helping, you know, and actually caring about our investors and wider community and, and just overall constituents. It's, we're not some, we don't, so, you know, it's important not to lose our way or turn to, to, to hate or to fight, you know, when we see something we don't like, because if, if that's what, ha- I mean, you know, at some point, of course, we need to speak up and, you know, stand up for ourselves. But at the same time, I believe that, you know, if we, there's a quote, which I think is pretty apt. Um, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, <laughs> but um, I think it's winners, fo- losers focus on winners, winners focus on winning. And I think that's sort of what this community represents. You know, we want to continue pushing forward, pushing the boundaries, and just working together with everyone. And I think the Senate is the perfect, you know, it, it, it really encapsulates what's happening here at Kujira. It's a new form of representative de- democracy. We don't need elections happening every two, four, six, eight years. You know, if someone's not performing up to par in their role, they can be challenged any time. They're head to that level of accountability consistently and constantly where they need to rise to the occasion and prove that they can continue to ship as part of what they are supposed to promise to the community. And I think that no matter who ends up in that position or in those positions, as long as at the end of the day, we have people that fulfill that promise and that do those values, we've succeeded as a community and as senators ourselves. Amen to that, man. Awesome. So I'll let the rect validator take over from here. So I just accepted your request to speak. It's always interesting to see how this works. <laughs> so rect validator, you are on you are on mute right now. Can you unmute yourself? Yep. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, enjoying this? Perfect. Um, I had a couple questions. Um, one I really wanted to give to PFC, but I mean it, it can be asked to everybody. Uh, you know, the, the Senate talks started um, in the validator channel when validators were talking about not having enough time to review proposals and, and felt it shouldn't fall to them. So, you know, <clears throat> again, it's kind of a, a question more directed to PSC because, like he was saying, he's involved everywhere. And how, how do you guys feel about people that have multiple tasks throughout Cosmos and multiple jobs everywhere? Do you think that they'll have enough time, I guess, is really my question. You know, do you think that candidates of that, um, what, stature or or busy life should be involved? Sure. Um, You know, that's a great question. I appreciate you jumping on and asking that, Rec Validator. And, you know, um, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disqualify, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend disqualifying everyone, anyone based on, you know, their, 
their busyness. Um, you know, I know some some dynamo people out there that I, I I have a hard time understanding how they're get so much done and are committed to so many different causes and serve serve on so many different boards. And um, but I think that uh, Daniel made a good point on on that that these individuals can be um, you know challenged at any time. And I, I think it'll be very easy to see those that are putting in the work, doing the due diligence. Um, putting in the, the time and the effort that, that this job re- requires and deserves. And so, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say, Hey man, um, you, 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 you're too busy. You're too involved. Um, that's a slippery slope to get under now with that being said, um, you know, every good board, every, every, every good, um, foundation normally has some sort of conflict of interest, um, statements that say, Hey, you know what, we're, we're glad that you're involved with these things, but, um, you know, you, we might need you to step back because it, it has too too much to do with the uh, grant proposal. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to disqualify anybody because they are involved in a lot of other things. And, and, and in some ways, that's a good thing because they they build partnerships, they they have um, connections with other organizations, other perspectives that maybe we can lean on, utilize, partner with. Um, but I think that it is important to verify a number one, that there are no conflicts of interest. And if there are, then there are there are ways that we can. We can manage that to ensure that it doesn't cause an issue with the community. But then, too, um, you know, it's, it's it's normally pretty easy to see if if another board member, committee member, is coming prepared, has um, done their homework, their due diligence, and is um, ready to um, fully discuss. So, I would say no. I I, I wouldn't really want to get into um, looking at people's schedules if, if if that answers the question. It does. It does. And and I want to hear Daniel's answer too. But getting back to you know, you're talking about that they can build partnerships and stuff for us. We're not really looking for senators to be, be building us partnerships. I mean, you can look at, you know, the U.S. government and our senators and congressmen who who build partnerships. I don't believe that's a duty of them or or you guys as well. I mean, you would be an unbiased opinion, you know, throughout the project. I don't think we would want some, you know, what I, you get what I'm getting at? Sure. And, um, you know, I guess that, again, depends on being able to clearly define the mission of this organization and, and what are some. Now, in the, in the field that I operate in community and trying to, to impact community, change community, a variety of different things, partnerships um, go without saying. And I don't mean a formal partnership where we're coming together. I just mean partnerships and that you have people, experts that you can call on that might be able to do a favor for you. So maybe partnership was the wrong word. I'm not talking about a formal partnership. I just mean people that might bring value that can help with making decisions or let you know some inside information that you might not know about something that's going on when you're assessing a, a grant. Uh, hopefully that explains a little bit more about the partnership thing. It does. It does. But again, you know, we're, we're electing officials to, to have that knowledge and to not necessarily need to seek um, other people's interest or, or information rather than they did. It should be done publicly, not in a, you know, a DM or something like that, but I get what you're saying. And I just want you to understand what I was kind of getting at also, but go ahead, Daniel, if you can answer that. Oh yeah, no. So um, maybe I'm presuming, but I just assume gas mask is sort of partially talking about, you know, um, leveraging external expertise, which, you know, if you have connections or, if you, you know, p- part of, I think part of what I would like to do as part of the role, you know, if I'm there is just really, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily an expert, but I'm good at, to knowing I'm good at looking at when I don't know something and looking at who I can 
talk to and listen to that is an expert on the topic and try to get a measured opinion. And I think that, you know, part of being able to, to know who to talk to and be able to go to a circle of contacts and just people in general to get way in, that can sort of help. Sorry, that's <laughs> a cat. Um, anyway, um, so, Rick, do you mind uh, re-summarizing your original question just really fast? My I did. I did not get written questions for this. <laughs> you know. oh, no, no, no. What, what you were what you were asking earlier? Um, exactly. Oh, uh, about the. Oh, uh, yeah. About the yeah. time. Uh, you yeah. know, like I was saying originally, it, the conversation started in the validator Discord uh, channel because you know validators weren't having enough. They felt they didn't have enough time to review proposals and you know do good due diligence and vote accordingly. And that was what I was getting at. Uh, I, yeah. No, I totally get what you mean now. Okay. Yeah. So. I think that, yeah, as you say, it's, it's honestly really important that we do a thorough, <laughs> different cat, that we do a thorough in-depth look at, um, you know, proposals. Part of what we want to be doing at Senators is, you know, part of what we want to avoid um, in the future is we don't want to, like, we want to be able to thoroughly assess everything that comes our way and say, okay, it clears this, this, and this. It's promising this, this, and this. We want quantitative, you know, like, quant concrete metrics and standards that we can hold proposals and new things against and come up with concrete ways that let us look through all these things. And I think that as, as a part of that, um, we, so it's important that people aren't necessarily too busy doing other things, but at the same time, I do think um, what Gaston said is correct that, you know, if you're involved in multiple things and you're willing and passionate enough to put in the effort from consistently doing what you, you know, you're supposed to do and, People have the opportunity to to vote someone down at any time if they don't live up to their promises. I think being able to leverage that knowledge and expertise from doing different things, you can get different perspectives and bring that to the table. And you know, it's also just the case that if you're aware of other things in crypto land, you know other things and you have access to information that other people might not, which can help make you make better strategic decisions um, as part of you know deciding what are the to, to fund a proposal, proposal or not. And I think that's another piece of this puzzle that's worth considering. Nice. I believe um, that makes up the answers to your questions, Rec Validator. If not, uh, please let us know. Otherwise, I'm starting to approve Calvin's request to speak. And yeah, I can no, see no. you as speaker now. Could I ask one more or no? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, Rick Validator, if you have one. I, I accepted uh, Calvin's request to speak, but uh, yeah, if you have one more question, uh, Rick Validator, go ahead. Sure, thank you. Um, so say a proposal comes across and it's a project that you necessarily don't agree with it. Can you give yourself still, uh, can you still be unbiased enough to review the, the proposal and such and vote accordingly, you know, in the interest of Kujira rather than your own opinions? Hey, Daniel, I'll let you go first on this one. It seems like uh, um, I'm always taking the yeah. lead, so if you, if you don't mind. <laughs> For sure. No, okay, so on this one, um, yeah, well, um, okay, so I personally think that, you know, there's always going to be a little bi a bit of bias in what anyone does. If anyone tells you they're completely unbiased, they're probably lying. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you, there's lots of things you can do to minimize and reduce bias by having proper procedures, um, using, you know, um, and just following. Um, so, you know, in general, part of what, how we're supposed to be assessing these things is based on one, community values, 
Two, what actually benefits Kajira? And three, you know, our own understanding of sort of the guiding principles um, and values of the community. So, you know, everyone's perspective is always going to be biased with how we analyze these things. And that's why we sort of want a panel of nine people to give different opinions from their different backgrounds and experiences. And, you know, and over time, those people will change, presumably, and you'll get different input analysis. I don't really think we're trying to give necessarily an objective analysis of these things. I mean, of course, objectivity is good, but at the end of the day, we're going to be getting different perspectives based on our own values. And I think it's the clash, or I guess combination of those different values when they come together and debating and discussing these things, that produces something of value. And that's sort of what governance is about. That was a great answer, Daniel. I, I should have gone first, darn it. Um, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, um, I think that, and, and it kind of gets to Rex's point, you know, of what the mission of the, um, of the Senate is. And I think that needs to be articulated and it needs to be crystal clear and it needs to be simple and that everybody understands. And it once, you know, if you're one of those nine senators and your, your main objective is carrying out the mission of uh, the Senate body, uh, nothing more, nothing less. Now, if you um, bring, you know, certain information to, to the Senate, you know, like you said, you have for whatever reason, a, a, a disdain for a certain protocol or whatever, um, then that's your responsibility to ensure that it isn't something that's personal, but that it that it's a it's it's a business decision that aligns with the mission of the Senate. And it's you know there, there it is your responsible to disclose why you feel that way and how you think that it is proper business thinking. And that is that is part of the role of the Senate is having these kind of discussions. So you know I can get someone else's perspective. They can hear my perspective. And, you know, if my reasoning is solid enough, then there could be a couple other senators that say, you know what, that's a good perspective. Maybe we need to look into that a little bit more. Maybe we need to consider that and vice versa. If there's senators that know information that I don't and say, hey, you know what, that's old news. That's not correct. Here's what I know. And so that's part of, of these um, these deliberations that the Senate will have. And then ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're one of nine votes. And so I would really hope that whatever decisions that are made on the Senate, that there would be nothing personal, that it is strictly business, it is strictly in the best interest of Kujira, and that it aligns strictly with the mission of the Senate. Awesome. Thanks for that. And thanks, Reg Validator, for all the good questions. I guess, Calvin, you've been very patient, so you're up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, appreciate your time being here today. Um, using your experience, what do you think makes yourself a good committee or Senate member? So I think, I mean, I have um, decades of experience working within um, committees and boards that are responsible for, um, you know, planning, um, how the Senate is going to work, ensuring that there are um, best practices, onboarding new um, uh, Senate members. You know, this is a really unique opportunity because this is the inception of, of this. And um, but, you know, at some point, you know, there might not be bad to have some sort of formal onboarding process for, for new members, uh, the fiduciary responsibility of, of you know, managing um, the organization asset grant making, making sure that you're doing the proper administration. Um, and then, you know, do you bring something unique to the table? You know, um, you know, I know had Rect had said um, earlier that we're expected to know this and that. And, and you know, in my experience, I've, I've never really worked with a board member that was an expert on any everything. So I feel that, um, you know, a Senate is composed of a good mix of diverse backgrounds that have 
different specialties and understandings in different things. Um, so that why there can be some really engaging conversations um, that are brought up. But I think a, a, a good committee member, someone that brings some sort of you know specialized experience to the table that is open, um, is is um, open to, to hearing new ideas, is 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 not afraid to um, speak up, and um, you know let you know their perspective, but do it from a, um, from, from a, a gentle perspective, you know, th that we're all trying to hear everybody's opinions and voices and that everybody's opinions and voices matter. And that we're all here for the same reason, which is to implement the mission of the Senate, which is going to have some sort of benefit on the Kujira, um, community. So I hope that answers your question, Kelvin. If not, please let me know how I can clarify. Thank you. And I guess Daniel, same question. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sure. I, I guess I can have a little bit of background that might be relevant. Um, so I know that um, university isn't exactly the happiest, best reputation in crypto land right now. But uh, to give a little bit of background, um, I have a bachelor's in, I guess, theoretical math from Stanford University, um, and I, I have, I've been doing, um, you know, research in various forms um, since I was. 11? Well, anyway, in a professional capacity since I was like 16. But um, I guess part of my background is, you know, after Stanford, I went to University of, oh, don't want to dox. I went to another place where I uh, worked on, um, you know, was an actuary, got a master's in actuarial science. And, you know, part of being an actuary is really you're involved in insurance and you do risk management. So you know, I've had some a fair amount of experience, both just from um, talking to, you know, I was I've been in a position where I've been able to be surrounded by people that um, are both very aspirational, you know, and that, you know, I, but I also learned that um, sort of like what Gasma said, you know, we we need to listen to people's perspectives. We need to embrace diversity, make sure people's voices are heard, but be able to have to speak our mind and ensure that things are, are done properly. Um, I think that having that risk background and just having that formal grounding in, you know, advanced mathematics gives me um, something I can contribute here as well as just, you know, what I do with the research in general as my like main role, you know, here is to really just listen to feedback from the community because I want to make their experience as good as possible, like with our socials, with our applications, and, you know, I think being a senator sort of just goes hand in hand in that. For me, I've sort of made this clear from the beginning. I would like to be a senator, but at the, at the end of the day, I don't really mind even if I don't end up as a senator because what I want to do is just ensure that, you know, we've got good people on the Senate that are pushing forward to help make good decisions happen. And I personally think that from what Task Mask and PFC have said so far, they seem like excellent candidates for able to do that. And I just want to be there to help out and bring in the expertise and listen to other people who know more than me <laughs> to be able to make good decisions while still being able to give my own, you know, point of view on whatever comes up and act in that um, professional ethical capacity towards um, making anything positive happen there. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. I just approved the uh, request from old boy Kuchi. Uh, who is on mute right now, but I guess is able to speak. Yeah, hi, thanks for letting me speak. Um, mine's, I'm a simple guy, so it's a fairly simple question. It's um, sort of, 
it came to mind when Rec Validator was asking about time and how much time people will have. Obviously, this is an you know it's an we're an at an exciting time. It's the inception of the Senate. the The scope has been loosely drafted. The exact roles and responsibilities haven't been defined. I expect that that's something that will emerge once the senators have been voted in. Um, out of interest, how much time do you guys think you will be having to? Um, give to this role do you see it as something that you know is going to be you know it's going to be you know balls to the balls to the grindstone to start with to get all of the rules and the procedures and the and the templates and the the um the the rules of engagement in place and then it drops down into a more as and when the new um protocol comes in so it's just What's your what's your impression? And I'm interested, obviously, as I'm 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 proposing myself as the centre as well. I'm I'm interested to, to to learn what the expectation of time would be. Um, that is a great question, and you bring up some 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 wonderful points. And so you've you've got the time commitment of actually reviewing the grant process, getting together with the Senate, and you know uh, having good engaged conversation regarding the uh, proposal. And you know that all depends on, like you said, the scope of the actual proposal. You know, some some smaller requests are a little easier to. Um, to review and and analyze and, and determine the impact and the probabilities and, and things like that. And other ones um, will require a lot more um, research, a lot more thought and consideration, a little bit more due diligence. Um, you know, I would say that a good grant request, I don't know, man, I, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, like, again, it all depends on the size and the scope. But you're probably spending a, at least a good hour or two, um, you know, trying to do your due diligence, like I said, on the organization and then the, the actual merits of the um, request. But then you also brought up another uh, great point is that there are still some, you know, policies or best practices, you know, things that need to be articulated that um, really set the groundwork and in, in, in the foundation for this organization again ensuring that we we function um effectively um and efficiently but that also we're communicating with the community what our um you know best practices are what our <clears throat> procedures are for conducting business and what is the mission of this um this senate clearly articulated and those things do take time um to develop at the beginning so you know it's a, it's an interesting conundrum especially this inaugural group of senators because much like this team is i mean this team builds i'm having a hard time keeping up with it i come to work i come back there's so many changes to bows and new pools and protocols you know so this team uh is setting the example of what i think they're going to want our senate to do and that is to produce results and so you know I don't know what, how the grant requests are going to come in, but I'm imagining that we could be doing two things, setting up policies and structures to ensure that the Senate is running properly, but then also trying to work and get these grants out. So I imagine this inaugural group is going to have to spend some time making sure that we're all on the same page, communicating with the team, making sure that they they like what's going on. Um, Again, this is a this is a, an exciting time because this is new. We can establish some a, a, a good foundation, 
and, and get community support and be engaging and transparent. And so I think there's going to be some time um, with this initial group on making sure that we set the foundation. So this 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 governing body is set up for success, hopefully in perpetuity. Great answer. Thank you. Um, so um, um, so I think in general, um, well, I guess to give a little. So for the sake of transparency, I'll just say that I came back from a short vacation um, just the other day. But in general, I think when I work, um, you know, on Kajira stuff, it's sort of my full-time, you know, role right now. So um, as the team, rest of the team knows, I have a kind of crazy sleeping hours at times. Um, so sometimes, you know, my work schedule can differ, but sometimes it can be up to even when I like when the USK article came out, it was maybe like 20 hours. And, you know, for me in general, like in that day, for me in general, it really just depends. Um, I think that, you know, as part of my role or just wherever, you know, if, if wherever it would come up, I would want to, you know, give everything in the Senate proper due diligence. You know, it's hard to say how long every proposal or discussion would take to read through because, you know, some might be way more, you know, important with much more of an impact than others. You know, some might just be, I mean, in the end, it's still always the community's money. But, you know, sometimes we, it might be clear from the beginning that, you know, this is brought up by the wider community at large and something's more straightforward. Other times it might be something con contentious where we really need to think carefully um, and question things because, we're, you know, maybe we're split half and half or something like that, near, near half and half. Um, I think in general that... Um, at the beginning, you know, there's going to be a lot more work defining roles, like old boy mentioned, like you mentioned. You know, <laughs> we the scope of the Senate, you know, and how much it could eventually encapsulate or what specifically it does is something to be defined over time. And I think that you know, as part of that, there's going to be a leveling up process where we start off, um, you know, first defining all the roles. I mean, you know, Gasmas talked a lot about this. We need to ensure that you know proper things for complex interests are taken care of. We need to ensure that that we have you know whether we have you know he. He's mentioned he's worked with committees, subcommittees, et cetera. We want to be very careful about having very clear um, documentation, policies, all those things written out and developed so that we can use that moving forward. But, you know, this is the first thing of its kind. This is a new, this is a new creation. It's going to be, it's going to change all the time, just like most other Kajira products. So I personally think that there will, you know, there'll be a lot of work at first. It'll go down a bit. And then at some point, you know, we're going to want to level up again and there'll be a lot of work and it'll go down a bit. But this is going to be an intensive role. And really, um, I think the community is going to be what holds us to see if we're actually doing what we're supposed to do with that. Awesome, guys. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say awesome answer. And I know that you work about 29 hours a day anyway, Daniel. So. <laughs> Crypto never sleeps, as they say. So I just uh, approved also NAV, the NSA, uh, Naval uh, Security Association. I don't know if you're able to speak. Doesn't seem like it. If not, we will move on to the next. And that's Rec News. That's a great blog, by the way. I don't know if it's associated with that, but... <laughs> Rec News, are you able to speak? Perhaps we've got too many speakers. Let me just remove some of you. Sorry about that. I'm not removing you, Daniel. Oh. OK, 
podcast mask. <laughs> hmm. Strange. I only see three. I only see five speakers and four. Yeah. I, yeah. Just removed a few. Okay. Let's try again. Novel. I'm approving you. You might want to uh, leave and come back. I had the same issue. That, okay. It's working. Hey guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Ah, awesome. So yeah, uh, I have two questions really. So first one is uh, like uh, how I envision the Senate is you represent the community as a whole, right? So how would you ensure transparency throughout the process of uh, <laughs> yeah onboarding a new project or whatever? Would you like to start off this time, Daniel? Sure. Um... Yeah, so, you know, I think one thing I'll come up with these is that new projects will often, you know, they might have team members that they, like maybe they're anonymous, maybe they won't want to dox, or maybe you'll have situations where, you know, they for com competitiveness, they'll have certain aspects of their projects they won't necessarily want to explain past a certain extent, um, as you know, because they're afraid of other people copying them and getting ahead of them. So I think it's really important to have a procedure in place that allows us to, get as much information as possible to the community as transparently and as you know as explicit and detailed as possible while also respecting sort of those needs and i think as part of that it's important to like i said to have something detailed and outlined that everyone knows is being followed and that you know projects onboarding know will be followed before they apply so that they can adhere to that as well um i mean you all know me i mean or at least some of you <laughs> and I'm pretty open about whatever's going on. So as long as we all agree to whatever level of what will be shared or not, I'm fully comfortable just being fully transparent about all of it, um, just answering whatever questions, um, whether we need receipts or just anything else. You know, you can always feel free to ask or just, um, I, I guess, whatever sort of processes people feel are fair as part of that transparency. Hey, Narwhal, would you, would you mind repeating the question one more time just so I make sure that I, I'm, I'm focused on answering the right question? Yeah, so uh, what I'm asking is, uh, how would you ensure transparency throughout the process of, of uh, onboarding a new project, like for, for the community? Like, w w what I'm missing in these kinds of, of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what do you call it, I ivory towers, is that it's very opaque. And I, as an investor, would would like to to know that the one I have have chosen to to represent me uh, is actually uh, in my best interest. So so I want insight in in how you think, and I I I want your talk process throughout this this onboarding process. So how would you ensure that? Sure, that's a great question, and. Um... So we're onboarding a new protocol here, and, and you're wondering how we're going to go about communicating the success of the protocol, so to speak, or that the, the protocol is um, progressing as properly. And so, you know, with the, the selection process, um, it depends on, you know, how the Senate is, is going to function and what kind of documents are going to be um, are going to be utilized and so to speak released and, and and again these are questions I, i've worked with 
countless boards and then they all kind of operate a little bit different but i'm going to go through the process i'm going to um, have me a matrix that i use to kind of just kind of gauge my um my decision making process um, analyzing a couple of different things. But then, of course, as a committee member, you always want to take a holistic approach and be able to read between the lines. Sometimes there's grants that maybe don't score so good on paper, but you're able to read between the lines, see maybe some value that was missed, things of that nature. That's why committee members and Senate members are important, because if it was just you know, looking at the, the 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 quantitative information, you could put that in an Excel spreadsheet, sort this, sort that, give everything a value number, and then see what the total score is. Um, but you also want to use your your critical thinking and your expertise to lend your perspective on the probability of success and the impact that the grant will have. And then, you know, again, all depending on what information is going to be released? What does the project look like? What is what are the what is the desired results, the, the measurable desired results? What are the different milestones that we're expecting to accomplish? Again, all depending on the size and the scope. Um, but being able to communicate that to the community so they we can see that that the the, the the project is progressing as intended. You know, when you're working on a capital campaign, building a new building or something, it's very easy. It's it's strictly project management. Um, time, scope, cost. And, and, and if the community is aware of that, they'll be able to see if the projects are on pace um, to, to complete within a timely fashion. If, if one of those three um, values is starting to slip, then it'll affect the other two. So again, I would love to communicate as much as we can. I, I, I think it was um, Daniel that brought up a good point. I know there's certain protocols that you know don't want to share things. And those are going to be some tough discussions for the Senate on how do we communicate, ensure that we're open, honest, and transparent with the community. And that's one of those things that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to try to figure it out. But I um, you know, in the realm that I've worked in, um, it's been public charities, public foundations, and we are as transparent as we can be because we operate with other people's money and trust is is what we sell. And um, and so, yes, these are important things that can instill trust in the Senate, which um, I want to ensure that you have. And and again, try to communicate as much as we're allowed to communicate as, as as far as what are the different milestones and, and, and goals of the project and, and are they on pace to meet them? Yeah, thank you both for your uh, answers here. So uh, one more question, and this is a really simple one. Uh, would you be in favor of taking payment for being in the Senate? I'm gonna say no. Um, every organization that I work with, board, um, committee members, subcommittee members, it's all, um, out of out of out of their philanthropic hearts, and so um, no, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not looking to get paid at all. So in my case, it honestly depends. In general, I don't I'm not looking to get paid. But um, previously, I had a discussion where someone was pointing out that um, you know, in general, with organizations like this, you know, if, if senators have to put in a large time commitment and they don't have the proper funding. They might look to, you know, you know, sort of where corruption comes up in bodies like the Senate, like in real life, um, is, you know, they have, they get donations, they get funding from different bodies and groups. And, you know, part of trying to avoid that is if they don't have some source of income that they get for putting in a requisite, you know, corresponding amount of work, they might be incentivized to twist their judgment in, in a way that can affect the results. So I think there's sort of a discussion to be had about 
should there be some sort of something given or not? I already have my team allocation. I don't need anything else. This is already my full-time job. I don't need anything more. But I do think in general, it is worth considering, um, you know, giving people something so that they're able to um, have more focus on this one thing without being swayed by ex external or outside pressures. Squeeze. <clears throat> go ahead. Thank you. Sorry, was there another question or? No, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. If I could, if I could jump just in on that, you know, I mean, there, there are there, there are some valid points to what Daniel's saying. Um, with the structures that I am normally familiar with, like again, working with with large public charities, uh, the board of directors and the committee members do not get paid, but the foundations themselves. <laughs> teams that administer do a lot of the, the preparation for the board of directors are in charge of carrying out the grants um, administration are charged with collecting grant reports um, reporting the impact back to the senate and those are paid positions as a matter of fact that was one of those employees and so there is something to be said about what about some of these administrative functions that are required for, for good organizations. Those things do take time. And if this Senate grows and the asset base grows, um, there could be a need for, you know, a paid position. Now, again, I don't necessarily know if that um, is the board members. That is not the world that I work in. But, you know, Daniel does bring up some valid points about time commitments and administration and handling the day-to-day -day functions that would be required if the Senate grows to the size that I'm hoping that it does. Awesome. I accepted the request from Rick News now, and I hope it's going to go through. <laughs> At least uh, I can see that you're on mute, on mute. So if you unmute yourself, Rick News, you should be able to speak. I can see a strong hand emoji, but uh, no voice, no audio for now. <laughs> Same emoji happening all over and over. Let me uh, try to invite uh, Michael instead. He's also been extremely patient. Or Michael Hill. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. And by the way, guys, my battery is running out soon. It's a very low practical issue, but uh, a lot of good questions already. So uh, this might be the last one. Let's see how long my battery uh, <laughs> is able to survive here. Michael, are you able to speak? Yes. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So um, two questions. One of them, I suppose, is more philosophical in nature. Um, and so I'll start with that one. But you know, the, the, the Senate really is proposing um, something that is kind of unique within the crypto space, at least uh, that we haven't really yet seen, um, which is just sort of the, the overall vision of how, I think, how not only a business ought to be governed, but sort of the first stab at, at, at real governance um, and, you know, uh, within, within the within a decentralized organization. And so I'm kind of curious as to you know, what your guys' visions are um, of decentralized governance in general, uh, and also where you think it might go. And, and I suppose sort of getting at um, just what the, you know, what your uh, actual political philosophy is and, and how um, organizations and how people can be governed and then clearly democratically uh, and, and just sort of the structure of it, because the relationship between um, the stakers, the validators, and now the Senate 
uh, and the protocols is just a very interesting it's just interesting to think about it's it's a very um philosophically stimulating um relationship and so i'm just kind of curious to get your guys' thoughts on that and then i'll follow up with my second one i can't remember who went first last time did you want did you want to go dan you want me to, to start it off go ahead um, i don't know if uh, daniel daniel might have a cat to attend to <laughs> wow that is a great question um uh, sorry we 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 could we could spend a little bit of we we could spend a little bit of time on that one and, and I I know that's always um that's always something that we strive for you know with the the various foundations that we work the the various communities um that I've served I've I've served on um a various government boards as well that were responsible for allocating um taxpayer funding for um different health and human services and and whenever you get into things like that there's always some sort of political angle saying well this is only benefiting this person and this is only benefiting that person and so you really have to walk the line to make sure that you're being transparent um that you're following best practices that you're engaging the community sometimes that you're 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 not getting into things that may be too um politically sensitive um you know it's all about establishing trust and so i'm trying to build an organization or you know help to um that that helps the community instill trust to where they would feel comfortable giving us money to spend um to to help support uh the um the grant process. I know that Kujira has a, a a donate to the community fund, and and I would hope that the impact that this um, governing body has would um, inspire people to give. <laughs> I mean, that's my background, and, and and in order to do that, there's so many things that you have to do as far as you know various responsibilities of the managing of the money and building trust, not getting into to things that are that are you know from from the non-crypto perspective things that are 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 too political and so um just having the focus of the senate clearly articulated and defined i think can help prevent some of those things because everyone will understand what the focus um of of the senate is and so you know there's always always gonna be you know especially when you start getting into more complex um, proposals, there's always going to be, you know, two sides of the coin. And I think ensuring that both sides are heard and felt um, that their opinions were taken into consideration is about the best that you can do, aside from just developing all these um, best practices that help prevent conflicts of interest, that help prevent um, any ambiguity in the process, um, being as open and as transparent will help prevent a lot of those things. Um, and then you just, you have to, you have to engage the community so they feel heard. So they feel, um, you know, ownership of, of the community as well through the, the representation. I don't know if that answered your question. Cause that, I mean, that was, that was a, a really, really good question. I feel like we could talk about that for a while, but I, I hope that kind of just gave an overview. Yeah, no, I think that was good. Um, sorry, can I follow up? Definitely, go um, ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a good answer to the question. I think the, 
um, to try to refine it, to refine the question a bit more. Like, just as we have, right, I'm, I'm sitting here in America, just as we have uh, a relationship, right, we, we, we vote for our certain elected representatives, they all have the different, we all know the balance of power between, you know, the executive, the judicial, and the, um, uh, the legislative branches of the government. Like, there seems to be, and Kujira seems to be pushing towards this, this relationship between validators, stakers, Senate members, um, and projects that seems to be um, in some ways proposing a, a way forward for individuals to govern um, their economic business dealings um, and to have a say in the economic uh, uh, world and foundation that um, they participate in. And so I think to kind of refine it is how, like, how do you, how do you see that relationship forming and what vision do you have for, the, for the, this, this sort of relationship between stakers, validators, um, Senate members, and, uh, and projects that are, that are building on, on Kujira. That, that makes it a little more clear. No, that, that, that's great. And, you know, as far as like the different, ask the different um, subsets of our committee, so to, or our community, so to speak, you want them to be in, involved in the Senate. You know, a, a, a good board makeup, a good committee, a good Senate makeup has a wide variety of voices, has a wide variety of perspectives, has a wide variety of, of, um, of experiences and, and expertise. And, you, you know, I mean, you really want to get into the world that we live in. A lot of them have have diversity efforts to make sure that they have, um, you know, people from different backgrounds bring in their expertise, different cultures bring in their expertise. And so that is the beauty of of what we are building here is that we are allowing any member of the community to step up and be a part of the decision making. And again, there are other ways that we can ensure if there's large grants that are, you know, um, you know, and I, I'm not necessarily certain what to expect, but let's just say there's large grants that have multi-pronged parts that could be, you know, a, a, a lengthy project. It might not be bad to, to, to maybe get a little subcommittee. Um, you know, when, when you're looking at a board of directors, there's various um, committees that serve within that board of directors, normally led by somebody on the board, but they can still bring out different um, experts. And so, you know, at, the, at a foundation, we have um, an investment. We had an investment committee that was responsible for um, fiduciary oversight of the assets um, that were owned by the foundation, uh, multi-million dollars. And so um, the board of directors um, laid out the responsibility of reporting back to the board the various um, recommendations, the updates on how the finances changing and spending policies, um, changes in um, you know, investment policy statements and things like that, that the board would then go ahead and approve the decisions that the various committees, we had a budget committee, we had an executive committee. And if those committees felt, you know what, let's get this person involved, let's get this person involved in their perspective. Again, not necessarily a decision making, um, but an advisement committee that would then go back to the board, depending on what it was, might present 
It might just be a, a, a um, you know a couple pages in the board report, or it could be a full blown 10, 15, 20 minute presentation on why we believe that this is a good um, usage of, of of funds. And so, um, I think that part of it is there is a, an opportunity for you as a staker, for you as a validator, for you as you know, uh, an outside protocol to get involved with the, um, the governing process by stepping up and, and, and running for the Senate or, you know, as the Senate progresses and matures a little bit and maybe does decide that, hey, well, we want to form a, a committee or a subcommittee, then there's another opportunity for that specific subset of the community to ensure that their action is heard. And those are normally led by and maybe have one, two, or three different Senate members that expertise is in an investment. So they sit on the investment committee versus the technology committee or, and so these kind of things allow people to get involved, create a little bit of transparency and ensure that you have diverse voices um, that can contribute and represent uh, their different subset of the community. Again, I, I, I hope that answers the question. Thanks, Kazmask. I just uh, want to be transparent here and let Daniel uh, answer, but I got 3% left on my phone. So if uh, suddenly you guys are cut off, that will be why. But uh, Daniel, you're, uh, you're up. Sweet. Okay. Sorry. My, my phone also died a second ago, so you're not the only one. And that's why I jumped in. You know, I didn't know what you were on, so I apologize. No, you're good. You're all good. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so I think that's a great question, actually. Um, I just wanted to say that, so I, I think, Maybe the way of putting it is a system of checks and balances. You know, we're trying to create a new system of, you know, of uh, governance, you know, just economic freedom, con you know, of just really just a way of, uh, uh, I guess, an emergent system of, you know, different voices being able to create economic, productive economic activity. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the Senate has its role as a, as a check. You know, you were mentioning how, how um, you can have the. Um, executive branch, you can have the courts, you know, there's a judiciary, you can also have Congress. Um, in the same way, we have, you know, validators who are responsible for technical aspects on the chain. We have the Senate who might be more directly involved in governance. We might have the, um, we, 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 you know, we have the team helping, you know, oversee certain parts of development. We have different develop, you know, different uh, third party developers. Um, they're all building directly on the chain. Supported both by the community, the team, um, their own, you know, their own sub communities. We have um, just many different groups and interests that are sort of pushing these things forward. Um, in addition to the stakers and just general community, and I think that sort of one thing you see on a lots of chains, which becomes an issue, is you see this internal politicking with validators, where you know they'll get, you know, they'll get sorts of power, or they'll just, you know, they'll argue and squabble about how to do things, and you know. I think one way to sort of get around that and avoid giving them too much power is to sort of put, make it more of a representative sort of vote where, you know, the validators do, you know, sort of vote for um, the community of the Senate members, but ultimately it's the community members that actually, the stakers that get to decide who is elected or not. And um, by separating those two things, I think it creates a unique opportunity and sort of pushes proof of stake forward in a system, you know, that can develop over time where, you know, validators are still involved in governance. You know, they're still, you know, they're still important to the chain, but they can sort of focus on different things and they develop their own niche role, you know, like their own niche as opposed to another chains where, 
you might see the same person doing five different things that they're not necessarily where you don't find people that to get their strengths. You know, I was talking that to, to, to hand to code hands when they originally, you know, when they were the team were originally thinking about the Senate. And part of the idea is we want to be able to put experts in these positions. They don't need to have big bags. They don't need to have, you know, a ton of things to be able to vote and get their way. The whole point is if they can convince the community because they're qualified and know what they're talking about, anybody can have that capacity and role. And that's sort of the, the evolution and importance of what the Senate is. And that's exactly what Gas Mask was saying as, as well, that, you know, anyone can do this. And we want those people's voices and expertise to be heard. And that evolution will happen over time, naturally, as a part of this process. Awesome. Thanks, Daniel. Guys, I can see uh, there are more requests to speak, but uh, my phone is dying and I can't charge while uh, being the host here. So I encourage you to uh, ask questions on Twitter um, uh, before I have to close things off and start charging my phone. But uh, before I do that, thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you so much, Casmask, and of course, PFC for joining today. This has been uh, extremely good and uh, I learned a lot also. It's been an honor to, uh, to host this. So thank you very much, everyone. Hey, Cosmos, thank you for hosting this. I want to say, Daniel, you have been a, um, a, a gracious committee member, and I feel um, that he's in this for the same reason. I just want to make, make sure that my services um, and my expertise was available to the community. I want to thank Dove and them for allowing this opportunity to even transpire. And then I want to thank everybody that showed up and is doing their due diligence to make sure that we select the best representatives. And again, Daniel, it's been it's been an honor to um, do this with you. Regardless of what happens, we can say that we were the first committee or the first Senate members that were interviewed for the inaugural uh, Kujira <laughs> Senate. I think that is pretty amazing. So thank <laughs> you. So gracious. Amen to that, man. Absolutely. I'm into that. And I just also wanted to say last thing that both Gas West and KFC are absolutely amazing from what I've I mean, I've gathered, but also just I've seen from them before. So 100% plug. We got our work cut out for us, don't we, community? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, guys, stay safe and Godspeed. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Senate by Kajira, the first AMA with the applicants hosted by Cosmos Club, recorded on Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the family. And on deck, we was walking all erect with a dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envisioning in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Sitting 
little Danny vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next b b b No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murky Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion Vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Chimble spaces